0: global business news 24 hours a day
1: at bloomberg.com
0: the radio plus mobile
1: app and on your radio this is a
0: bloomberg business flash hey good morning i'm john tucker the bloomberg futures report now being brought to you by interactive brokers and cme group if you're looking for global futures contracts with low trading costs look no further interactive brokers the industry leader learn more at interactivebrokers.com slash cme group Ahead of the uh, Fed uh, decision today, getting some uh, readings on the economy right now. Industrial production, these are month-over-month numbers down four-tenths of a percent after a uh, seven-tenths of a percent rise in the prior month. Uh, uh, right now, uh, also capacity utilization, the numbers uh, coming in a little weaker than what the analysts expected, uh, 74.9%. The expectation was for 75.2%. Uh, futures have some earlier gains, has a few futures right now, two points higher. That's up a tenth of a percent, the down futures of 33. That's up two. And Nasdaq Mini futures seven points higher. That is up two tenths of a percent. We check the markets for you every fifteen minutes during the trading day, right here on Bloomberg Radio. Michael and Tom. All
2: right, John Tucker. Thank you very much. For taking a look at some of that. Uh Industrial production numbers, Tom, uh, yeah, what it, you it, it's bad across the board, and not just a headline number, but manufacturing down four-tenths. You would like to see a r- rebound in that area. This is a May number, and we had seen yeah. weakness in manufacturing over the last couple of months. A lot of that motor vehicles off 4.2%. Uh, utilities were down 8%. Of course, it was a rainy, yucky May, Yeah. so not a lot of energy generation. Mining, here's an interesting one. I, I want to go back and look at this because I, uh, our the chart I have in front of me doesn't go back far enough, but it was up two-tenths. Mm-hmm. When was the last time mining was up? was well, August of last year. I, so, I um, would
3: look at capacity utilization, which is maybe the most fossil-like how, chart, yeah. most ancient chart that we have. And the vector down is getting back near the bottom of the 2001 recession. It is an ancient chart. Capacity utilization, which means we must speak to an ancient gentleman with terrific wisdom and perspective. Who would that be, Mike?
2: Well, he's not an ancient gentleman; he's a an investor of a certain age. Yes, so can we put and well and like well that. preserved, we might. Point Jack
3: out. Bogle is uh,
2: the founder of Vanguard, uh, and uh, things have changed in investing over the years, and yet you are arguing uh, as you always have. That passive investing still is the way to go for investors, never mind all this quant stuff, never mind jumping in and out to uh, arbitrage small price opportunities. Buy and hold forever, basically, is your advice.
1: That is my advice. Buy and hold the total stock market forever or the S&P 500 for your equity position and uh, the total bond market for your bond position.
3: Yeah, I want to congratulate you, uh, Mr. Boglin. You know, you and I have talked many times over the years of your wonderful speech in Washington, your important speech to the Institute of Quantitative Finance. Did they throw their crepe Suzette at you while you were speaking? <laughs> How did they greet? The you devil?
1: know, that's a, that's a great question, Tom. And, and it, the reality is that the audience was very intentive attentive, uh, gave me a not, not a standing ovation, but a pretty nice ovation at the end. And as I talk to those quants down there, I'm going to guess that the, the majority of them and maybe the vast majority of them when it comes to their own money are investing in yeah. Vanguard index funds.
3: Listen to you promoting. What's a pr- pragmatic school do? Your pragmatic school, what do you do given negative interest rates new low terminal values, and frankly, rate regimes that a young John Bogle knew.
1: Well, yeah, we had uh, during my career in this business, uh, now 65 years or so, or soon to be 65 years, I should say. The average return on stocks has been around 12%, and the average return on bonds has been about 5%. That is not going to be true in the future. Uh, you may not like the fact that it won't be true in the future, but the fact is, invest we must. You now, what are you going to do with the money uh, that you have, your regular investing or your capital, or your capital fund, and uh, do you take it out of the market and sit on it? Uh, in the long run, that is a bad idea. In the short run, it may be a great idea, but who knows where the long and the short end. So... um it's, uh, it's accept the returns offered by the market and don't take risks to get higher returns, whether you're talking about bonds or stock. And that's not a very palatable thing. I mean, I think it's reasonable to, reasonable to think that stocks might return 4 to 5% in the next decade. And it's reasonable to think, given the very low level of interest rates, that 10-year Treasury is around 1.6% or something. I mean, you don't have to buy that one. You can go longer, you can own corporates. But you can probably get around a 2.5% yield on bonds. So a balanced portfolio is gonna produce, you know, maybe a 3% return, something in that range. That's the fact. And there's another fact, that, Tom, it's even worse. And that's before the cost of investing. And uh, if the return turns out in a balanced portfolio, well, you know, right. I could be a little on the low side. I don't think I'm going to be um, on the high side very much. Um, when you take a couple of percentage points, which is what it costs you to own mutual funds, you take that 3% down to 1%. Right. I won't comment on tax inefficiency right. of most mutual funds, but it's every bit of 1%. Uh So <laughs> it's you just do the best you can. In the environment as it exists today, mm-hmm. uh, take what's there. And don't reach. Don't as somebody observed once. Um, if you've lost in the first seven races, don't take all your money, right. any, any pen, anything you have left, and bet in the favorite in the eighth. It's not a good. It's not. Right. It's not
2: going to be. Mike, a jump bet.
3: in here, please, quick.
2: Yeah, uh, but any uh, time period, you know, uh, you could still. Catch a uh, a rising knife? I don't know what's a, you know a, a star trader. You could find something that will make you a lot of money, and that's the, always the kind of the 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 grail for people.
1: Well, sure, that's the grail for people, but the reality is, for every stock that beats the total stock market, there is essentially not quite this simple, but almost there is a stock that loses to it. So if you're sure, you can always buy the winners. Please be my guest, but I've never met anybody no. who
3: could. Jack Bogle, we're going to have to leave it there today, short of the day because of Fed Day. Thank you so much, greatly appreciate it, and uh folks, I really commend to you, uh Mr. Bogle's speech to the Institute for Quantitative Finance in Washington uh here a few uh, weeks ago. Mr. Bogle, I believe, is with Vanguard in shape, indeed, and forms. Futures up four, down futures up thirty nine. Haven't mentioned oil today, weaker. Uh, Brent down a dollar seven forty eight seventy six. We begin our coverage of Fed Day at 1 p.m. this afternoon.
2: Counting down to the opening bell brought to you by Jeep Grand Cherokee, the most awarded SUV ever. The Grand Cherokee key continues <laughs> to raise the bar with its luxurious interior and legendary 4x4 capability. Try one at your local Jeep dealer today.